Before I kick off this show, I want you to know that this podcast is being recorded on Larrakia country. I acknowledge the Larrakia people as the Aboriginal traditional owners of all lands and waters in the Darwin region here in Australia's Northern Territory. I pay my respects to Larrakia elders, past, present and emerging. Hi everyone, welcome to Out of Small Things podcast. My name's Vienna and I'm your host. You're listening to episode two. If you think you're too old to try something new, think again. This podcast debunks the myth that there's a time limit on learning and growing and succeeding. I dive into the brave lives of men and women who have achieved their greatest success after the age of 40 and to show you that anything is possible. Last week's first episode focused on two giants in their fields of work, one in international diplomacy, the extraordinary Madeleine Albright, America's first woman Secretary of State. Her greatest professional achievements happened from the age of 39 years old and after a very painful divorce, of which she wrote in her 2003 memoirs, Madam Secretary, that she would have given up her career to save her marriage. Professionally, she reached the heights of her profession after her divorce. And in our final quick recap of the last episode, we looked at the life of restaurant giant and chicken tycoon, Colonel Harlan Sanders. His success with Kentucky Fried Chicken and his hardworking ethic defied the odds in many ways. He founded Kentucky Fried Chicken later in life and what a tough life he had until his later years. The Colonel wrote in one of his autobiographies, and I quote, that if his story was different to others, it was because his life began at the age of 65 when most folks had already called it a day. At the age of 60 or 65, he said, a lot of people feel that life is all over for them. The truth is, he said, that they can make a brand new life for themselves if they just don't give up. Welcome now to episode two. We're going to talk about three challenges of the mind that hold us back from ever trying anything and the beliefs that we hold about ourselves and our ability to change, to improve and to start something new and enjoy it. You'll also hear the story today of one of the world's most unsuspecting artists when she first hit the scene. I'm also going to share with you a book I've been reading over the last year 
about mindset and thinking patterns. I've really learned a lot from it and it's really helped me to see things in a way that I'd never seen before in terms of how we think and how we feel about ourselves and just some new ways of counteracting some of the challenges we're going to discuss today. What are those three challenges? One, first one is we pay way too much attention to the opinions and judgments of other people, even people we don't even know, people who we have never met before, people who may not even like us for any number of reasons. Why is it we care? Isn't it crazy that we care about their opinions more than we care about living a life that's fulfilling? and true to the goals and dreams we have. Yet we often do it. I do it. True story. We worry that they'll be hurt, offended, or not like us, or say something that, you know, that hurts us. The thought of them thinking mean and unkind things can be too much to think about. I I so get that. I've been there a number of times, and I'm sure you have been as well. A simple example I can share here is doing this podcast. It's taken me years to finally do podcasting and even to be comfortable with sharing my name as easily as I am now because I was so worried about what other people would think, not just total strangers, but people in my life. so worried about how I sound because I... I sound it like I sound, obviously, and I worry that I would not sound the way that people want or expect me to sound like. I have, I speak a certain way. I have a very low tenor-like voice. I wish I could speak in a much higher pitch, but I can't. It, this is how I speak, and I didn't think it sounded that good. In fact. Yeah, it it, it has bothered me, but I'm getting used to my voice and used to hearing it. I can't change the way that I speak. It's what God gave me, and, and I need to be just grateful that I have a voice. And I think one of the things that I've learned through really re-examining our thinking about what, you know, and our criticisms of ourselves is, one, to be really gentle, the importance of being We talk about being gentle and kind with each other, but it's also really important to practice that with ourselves and the judgments that we have about how we sound, you know, on a podcast and so on. Um, We are all a work in progress and we all do the best that we can. And for me, I needed to learn to express gratitude that I have a voice because there are people that don't. The other thing, the overall cloud that has hung over me doing something new is like podcasting and having your voice out there, is that I had a very traumatic series of experiences about 14 years ago. So with that in the background of my own life's trials and tribulations and so on, and we all have we all have our challenges, we all have our trials and things that that we work that we've worked through. 
It has taken me all these years to be comfortable seeing my name in any public space like this. I've tended to want to stay in the background and not draw attention to myself. And I know that in the past it has upset dear friends who had expected me to say yes to public-facing projects with them. And it was never possible for me to really speak up and say why. But it was because of those traumatic experiences that I just could not really respond and, and say why. Um, and I couldn't make myself do it. Fast forward that to this year. And the last almost eight weeks have been really transformative for me. All those concerns that I had about other people's opinions just don't exist for me when I'm podcasting or doing the actions that I'm taking in this journey that I began on the 22nd of July to start a side hustle and do a podcast that kind of documented this journey that I'm that I'm on. I'm not even afraid now of having my name spoken. I'm not even nervous anymore about hearing my voice. I'm I'm fine with it now. I'm comfortable with it. But before I would just I couldn't stand to hear my voice. It just sounded, you know, didn't sound right. It sounded so low. Now I'm comfortable with it and I accept that's my voice and I'm grateful for it. It takes taking action to overcome your thinking. It doesn't happen if all we do is stand there and just listen to those thoughts. And It's been small steps that have led me to this stage and taking action has silenced all those fears and, and that voice. Crazy when I think about it now because over the last four weeks of producing this podcast, I have had no thought about what other people said or thought. I've had too much to focus on, like learning, podcasting and creating, that I've gotten such a sense of achievement just doing that because it's been something hard. And I've done it. I've, I've been creating this podcast by learning and teaching myself and then going off and producing it. Learning to podcast and how to produce a show myself a podcast show that is, you know, has been extremely rewarding for myself. I'm enjoying the process of creation. And so once those concerns left me, my other concerns actually focused on my age. I'm not a spring chicken. And this podcast is focused on... I, I'm, you know, who wants to listen to a 57-year-old grandmother documenting her life's journey, starting something new like podcasting or an e-commerce business? But those were some of the concerns that I had flying around in, in my mind. But I just had this desire to do it. I felt inspired. I thought, I, I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one who has had thoughts about all too old. In fact, making the decision to to begin to learn how to, to create an e-commerce business. I had had this inspiration and desire to do it for a couple of years and I just kept pushing that thought to the back because my overriding response to myself when that thought came up was, well, I've never done that before. I wouldn't feel set to do it. I'd need to do a lot of learning. But I, I also was aware 
because I've worked a lot on other projects, uh, not on e-commerce business um, solutions, but I knew that it was going to require a huge amount of time and sacrifice. And I work full time and I knew I was going to then need to do this in the evenings and and on Saturdays because I don't work on try not to do any work on Sunday for the most um, for the most part and what I was afraid of was how the amount of work that was going to be involved I, I doubted whether I could even do this because it's not my automatic skill set but some weeks ago, I just felt like, you know what, I can do it. And, and part of it was being really mindful of how old I am. And what if I don't want to get to the end of my life and not have given this a go? So that was, that's was that been really important for me. So the last thing I'm thinking about as I'm producing these episodes is the judgment of others. Because I now think, who cares what people think? Because at the end of the day, if you have a desire to create something, which is what this is about for me, um, act on that because you don't know where this will take take you. Like I'm discovering how much, you know, I'm enjoying the process. I'm learning new skills. Your brain is just ticking and just enjoying that process. And I love it. I love, love, love it. So that's the beauty, the learning and the growth that comes from this as well. The second challenge, mind challenge, to overcome and be mindful of is that who do you think you are syndrome, otherwise known as the imposter syndrome. Those thoughts can be so powerful to the point that they stop us from showing showing up, from progressing. They can be really debilitating and paralyzing. What the solution was for me was to find my tribe and to join a community of like-minded mothers or people who were going through the same thing and, and on the same journey maybe at different stages of that journey, but on the same journey. Surround yourself with people who are going to cheer you on. One thing I'm really clear on is I limit the people that I actually speak to my speak my business ideas or thoughts about to the details that I go into because it is really it is really important to choose your friends and your confidence wisely especially if it's such a project that you hold dear to your heart. And sometimes people may not always see the vision that you see and may not get what it is you're trying to do and may just really not think it's, they may actually think, well, who do you think you are? And so it's really important to surround yourself with positive-minded people. You want some really positive-speaking people in, in your life because you only get one life and and it's really important to feel to feel good or at least to get some wise counsel but it it, it needs to come from those that you, who have your best interests at heart so it's really important to also think about the people that you look up to and go to youtube go 
online and check out their life story, listen to their motivational talks to help you because the mind is a very powerful tool. We can either control and master it and learn to reframe negative experiences like this, like when we have negative thoughts and that question our ability and so on to the point that it can rule our lives and we end up not doing the things we really want to do in life. I don't want that kind of life for my children or grandchildren, let alone for me. And as I've recorded my episodes, I'm no longer even thinking about the opinions of others. I'm more focused on making the right decisions about the production of the podcast, experimenting, trying different things, which I'm really loving the the whole creative process and looking at what are the topics that will best serve you and and what do I have in my experience and tools that could help you? I have things that I can share with you to help you. And I have this desire to do that. And I hope that I might be able to, even if it's just one, to reach that one person that is home alone, on their own, wondering how to follow their dreams if they don't have a cheerleading squad behind them. Why do I describe it like that? Because I felt that I was that person 14 years ago and at different times in my life. If that's you listening to me right now, I want you to know that you're not alone because I think it's really important that people people know that. And um, and I hope that this podcast can offer offer that to anyone who needs it. This is an opportunity to... Also create your own support network. And when I say that this is an opportunity, those, the the negative thinking, the imposter syndrome, they provide us with the opportunity to create a a different outcome, a different future than what that voice would dictate dictate to us. And that's why it's really important to create your own support network. And it does not need to be the people, whose fa- the families you were born into or your current set of friends. Look beyond that if, what, if that support is not in that network. That doesn't mean you have to disconnect your friendship, but you really have to hold your dreams very carefully and create a network that's going to help you to nurture it and and build it and help you to build it, but also pivot when you need to. And there's a lot of good people out there who are sharing their stories and you can learn a lot from their experiences. And there's there's many a you know people, both famous and not so famous people, who have shared their experiences and much to be gained from it. Much of my support has come from listening to other people's stories who have been where I was and have come through the other end. And in those early years, I've never met many of the people that I look up to. But it was the best thing and has been the best thing and continues to be the best thing for my soul, listening to these stories about going through hard times and making it out alive in one piece. One of the people I really admire who's videos on YouTube and his talks are very inspirational is Denzel Washington, The Rock, uh, Oprah, 
obviously. So I've made it a habit since I was about 16 years of age of reading the autobiographies of people like Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, Nelson, Madiba Nelson, Mandela, Precious McKenzie. Those stories, they're stories of perseverance in the face of huge adversity, are really inspiring and they remind me and I hope that you find your own people that will inspire you, whoever they are, go on YouTube and listen to some of their stories or their books. They'll inspire you to to help you to know that you can overcome those negative thoughts and we don't need to care about the opinions of others, particularly strangers, as hard as it is. And the importance of getting a community, a network of support that she is the same experience that you might be going through. Because right now, I'm more concerned about making sure that I keep my word, that I will publish a weekly episode for this six-episode season. And in the process of getting on and doing this podcasting, I'm learning and growing from the thinking, the research and the work involved. None of this is easy. But what has been the easiest is that the opinions of others have faded into insignificance for me. I've focused on the work and taking action every day and I feel good as a result. I'm also tired, but I feel great. I feel a sense of accomplishment. And this leads me to the third challenge you will face. And that is confidence. The importance of building your confidence in your ability to achieve your potential and do hard things like start something new. Taking action, producing this podcast and working on getting it done gave me confidence. Confidence I learned, gained during this production process is a byproduct of doing, of going ahead and just creating it, regardless of your perceived lack of skill or knowledge. If you've never done something before, and I had never produced a podcast before, let alone spoken for as long as I'm speaking, how else do you expect to get the skill set and confidence to do it? Unless you just jump in boots and all, and make mistakes as you're going along. And note, you know, and I'm you know, I'm enjoying it. Can you believe it? I'm enjoying that I'm learning and I learn from my mistakes. And I'm also, you know, recognize that my goal is just to get the episode done. I'm a perfectionist at heart, but I've had to learn just to let something go in order to have it be ready for to be published. So Put yourself in boots and all. Live life to the fullest because, gosh, at this end of life, you know, this is our swan song. And I just, I want to do the best that I can and also continue to overcome those thinking challenges. And I'm living proof that it's possible. And in many, there are thousands, if not millions of other examples as well. I've tinkered around the edges of podcasting but never actually created an episode until a few weeks ago because my fears had paralysed me into inaction. 
But something shifted for me when I made the decision on the 22nd of July this year that, that this, this was it. I was going to bite the bullet and see if I could make a go of this. I wanted to do a podcast to record my journey of having a go at creating an e-commerce business. I have no prior experience in either. Yes, I've worked in radio, but I wasn't a technical guru. I have basic radio tech skills, but it's been a while since I was in a radio editing room and I wasn't the flashiest audio editor. Bulletin News doesn't require a lot of sophisticated editing skills that, that podcasting needs. And now, even in my imperfection, I actually don't care about people's put-downs and judgments, if they have any about me podcasting. And if they do, happy for those opinions just to be kept to them. <laughs> because I just don't want to, I don't focus on it. I don't need to focus on it. I need to focus on keeping my word to myself and to you to record a podcast every week for a total of six weeks for season one. I love the challenge of overcoming something that I thought I initially would find really hard. And this has been one of the things that I've been able to do. And I'm really grateful that I've put myself through this. So to recap, we've, we've covered the three thinking challenges, how to overcome them, and the need to build confidence. And one tip I have is that if you willingly and wholeheartedly embrace being a learner in this journey, you'll get a lot out of it. It does mean, though, letting go of your pride. If you're used to being someone that is regarded as an expert in your field, as the person, the go-to, you might find this an uncomfortable space if you're not used to being the learner or you attach a lot of significance to being the expert in you know, having that 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 wall up that doesn't show, you know, that you don't need to learn anything. But the truth is, we are all learning. No one knows everything. And so there is great value in being a student. I'm loving it. That's where we learn and grow. And that's where we begin to... Um, see our potential and see what's possible and see our mind beginning to expand and our thinking. So to learn something new that you've never done before means you just step into the unknown. You follow the instructions to the letter, put one foot in front of the other. And of course, we will make mistakes. You know, some of the biggest mistakes in scientific labs, for example, have led to some of the biggest scientific breakthroughs. And examples are penicillin, the discovery of plastic, the discovery of cornflakes. There's a whole multitude of scientific discoveries that came about because of so-called mistakes. So mistakes play a vital role in our learning process. So don't pay attention to other people's opinions. Remember the Scottish singer Susan Boyle, the beautiful voice at Britain's Got Talent many years ago. And it turned out that she almost didn't attend that audition because she thought she was too old 
She was 47 years old, but her singing coach talked her into attending. She'd already pulled out of The X Factor. That's another singing program. I'm really grateful she attended Britain's Got Talent. I watched her that night many years ago, and she sang I Dreamed a Dream from Les Miserables. Right before she launched into the song that would launch her singing career, one of the judges, I think it was Simon Cowell, asked her who would she like to sing like, and she said Elaine Page. The reaction from the crowd and the judges was so horrible, to be honest. It was They were judgmental, the eye-rolling, except one of the judges, one of the um, women judges was not, but everyone else was, it was really uncomfortable watching. It's it's awful, and, and that footage is still available on YouTube, so you can go and see that. And that imagine if she'd walked out on seeing the reaction from the crowd. I mean, I cringe just watching it as, as a member of the audience singing from the comfort of my home, and I found it unbearable to watch. But the moment she sung, boy, did she teach the crowd and the judges a very important lesson, not to judge a book by its cover. That night in 2009, more than 10 million people watched Susan Boyle sing. And she went on to have a successful singing career and went from being unemployed to singing internationally and recording records and living as a, her dream as a singer. Imagine if she'd listened to herself and had not attended because she thought she was too old. Thomas Edison, the American inventor and businessman who notched up more than a thousand patents of inventions he'd created during including the motion picture, camera, when asked about his mistakes or missteps, Edison once said, I have not failed 10,000 times. I've successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work. And finally, I'd like to end with sharing a book recommendation with you that was really helpful. I've I've read this book. In fact, all the books that I will recommend on my podcast are ones that I have personally read and bought a coffee off myself. And the book is called Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential by Dr. Carol Dwork. If you'd like a book that has solid research to further your learning on what we've already talked about tonight, check out her book. She presents case studies and examples about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. I bought her book on audio last year and also read it, um, bought it for my Kindle, and it's been an eye-opening read. I really appreciated this book. It's a tremendous aid to addressing the very things we've talked about today. The other book to read is The Timeless Classic. As a Man Thinketh, So Is He by James Allen. I published, last published in 1903. I think that's almost 130 years ago. Please correct me if I'm wrong. What you believe about yourself and what's possible in your life matters. Basically his message is, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. 
And that's why it's so important to cover this topic at the beginning of a journey of starting something new, especially entrepreneurship, so that you can see how you, you and in fact, not even entrepreneurship, just starting something new. Because it helps you to see how we might unintentionally sabotage our desires and our dreams by thinking in a fixed mindset type of way. You know, an example of that is how our families may view our lives as being lived only in one way and no other way, or living only in one other, one country and not, you know, going to other countries or not traveling. And the growth mindset focuses on effort and working hard versus being born with any talent. And the mis- inherent mistakes of um, that kind of labeling, it's really worthwhile reading and learning from. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of episode two. Thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Out of Small Things podcast, and my name's Vienna Richards. Until next Saturday, take care. Thank you for joining me. Thank you.